My name is Alexis Johnson, and I'm the host of the Poise Pen Podcast. Reading and writing are driving forces of our nation and serve as a foundation for learning, education, and interpreting the world around us. This podcast is designed to provide insight into topics related to literacy, creative writing, and diversity in literature. I'll be discussing a variety of literary topics that I hope will help you find enlightenment, inspiration, and awareness. Let's get started. Hello, and welcome to today's episode of the Poise Pen Podcast Diversity in Writing series. In today's episode, I'll be highlighting author Douglas Coupland, who is most famous for pop culture and postmodernist writings. Coupland is a prolific writer, visual artist, sculptor, furniture designer, and screenwriter. His novels capture the distinct mood or spirit of distinct time periods in history, and the term Generation X has entered the English vernacular. If you want to learn more about Coupland, I suggest you visit his website. And on this website, you'll see that he's clearly not just a novelist. We see pictures of publicly displayed sculptures, art installations, graphic design, really like anything that's a creative product. And so his novels follow an approach of experimentation and playing around with structure, perhaps liberated by his creative expressions through art. For instance, his 2001 piece, All Families Are Psychotic, is written almost entirely in dialogue. And then in 1994, his piece Life After God is written almost entirely without dialogue and told through a patchwork of character monologues. It also contains hand-drawn sketches for each part of the patchwork, which is something that you don't really see too much in novels. An interesting feature of Coupland's work is that it reads like well-structured streams of consciousness. And streams of consciousness are basically like when the author kind of does a thought dump, I guess you could say, or more like they just put what's happening out in the story, like written not necessarily in chronological order. And so Coupland's prose flows beautifully as a result of the stream of consciousness that he uses. And so he's really able to grip the reader with like wit, angstice, and the small details of modern life. He says, quote, maybe I'll get drunk and go shopping on eBay at 11 at night, and maybe I'll buy all kinds of crazy crap I won't remember I bid on in the morning like a 10-pound bag of mixed coins from around the world or a bootleg tape of Johnny Mitchell performing at the Calgary Saddle Dome in 1981. And he wrote this in The Gum Thief, 2007. So for the most part, Coupland examines religion, loneliness, pop culture, and the bombardment of sensory assault of the internet-era world. A Coupland design piece states, quote, I miss my pre-internet brain, and quote, remember how back in 1999, if you use a cell phone in public, you look like a total butthole. We're all buttholes now. The other central theme that runs through his work is the examination of the human condition. You get the sense that by reading a Coupland novel, you will be that little bit closer to the meaning of what it means to truly be human by the end of the book. So his characters muse over their own existence. In one text he wrote, quote, I think Christmas is about that point where we as humans split off from the rest of the universe and become prisoners of ourselves. That's from the gum thief, by the way. So we can see that the use of religious a religious holiday and like the buying of presents in a globalized drugstore on Christmas Eve, like it all, it's all in an effort to comment on our existence. And that's a typical feature of Coupland's writing, pop culture and the human condition combined. Every author has habitual practices or routines or beliefs that really enable them to help their writing shine through. So for Coupland, it was notebooks in silence. 
Couplin's early work was constructed from intricate observations made in notebooks. His first novel, Generation X, was actually handwritten on loose-leaf paper. And so, the importance of note-taking is offered in Life After God. He writes, quote, And if we were to collect these small moments in a notebook and save them over a period of months, we would see certain trends emerge in our collection. Certain voices would emerge that have been trying to speak through us. We would realize that we have been having another life altogether, one we didn't even know was going on inside us, end quote. And so we can see here that the little things we observe in life can lead to big ideas and big stories or big novels in Couplin's case. And so in this way, stories can spring and evolve from the making of notes. The other key component of Couplin's writing is silence. So while most authors, or many authors at least, have like a habitual writing routine, Couplin describes his writing routine as a formula. So his formula is to get up when his body clock tells him to and then write for those precious two hours when his creativity is at its height. He describes himself as a vampire when it comes to sleeping patterns. So he goes to bed at 2 a.m. and wakes up about 10 a.m. And so unlike Peter Keary, who always stops for lunch, Couplin never does. It would eat into his creative time and he just writes through it instead. So he writes every day in silence at his desk. His formula certainly works for him and it has made him one of the greatest living writers and the most prolific. We can clearly see that his routine is definitely working for him as he produces a new book pretty much like every other year and then he just has these numerous artistic projects that he's working on simultaneously. Before I conclude, I want to share one of my favorite quotes by Douglas Copeland. He says, quote, on some days the words might not come, but you have to put yourself in a time and place where they can visit you, end quote. And so I think that this kind of relates to his notebook, where it's like, even though he's not necessarily coming up with every single idea when he gets ready to write it, his notebook is like this connection of these words that he can use for his novel. And so on the day that he does sit down to write it, he has a collection of like, of like creativity, essentially, that he can use for his writing. I also think it says like creativity isn't something that is necessarily like always there every moment of the day, but when it does come, like just remember it and channel it whenever you're doing a creative product like writing or creating art. That concludes this episode of the Poise Pen Podcast. Stay tuned for more installments and be sure to check out the unique contributions of various authors to the literary world to my diversity in literature episodes. If you'd like to learn more about the Poise Pen and a wide range of literary projects and topics, visit the Poise Pen on the web at thepoisepenproject.com. Thank you.